Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. Tonight's share is the third in the series about Shema and Yichud Hashem. Before I begin, I want to tell everyone that there are the, the sources for this year, the sources for this episode are posted on the along with the podcast you can click on the link in within the podcast description there's a link to the source sheets for the shear numerous people requested that the Makaris be posted there they are and um, if you want to follow along in the Makaris during the shear or if you want to research the the topics further that's a good place to start additionally Previous shiurim, um, even the ones going back to the beginning, I've been attaching the source sheets to almost all of them. And uh, if there was something that you were interested in learning more about, they're there. Make sure to notice them in the description. It says for this episode sources. Click here, and that will take you to the to the sheet of sources. <coughs> okay, so. Twice so far, there were two episodes about Shema, some of the most important things that we can ever talk about. Shema. The first one we focused on what the Pasuk means, what exactly Hashem Alekir Hashem Echad means. And the second one, <coughs> we focused more on <coughs> the unity of God, what Hashem Echad means, specifically in the in the Shita of the Chachmei Torah, who were noted um, to to a philosophy, namely we spoke about the Rambam and the Avos <coughs> who puts Yichud at the root of his whole system of Judaism in the great work Avos That was the last year, and the, and not the last year, but the last year about Shema, and we took a break to deal with the Inyan of the Yoma. And now, this is going to be the final shear, for now, about Yichad Hashem. I say for now because the topic of Yichad Hashem is something that a lot more has been said and written about. Um, so, perhaps one day we'll get back to it even deeper. But tonight I want to talk about one angle of it, a different concept of Yichad Hashem. And the reason why there's another way to talk about Yichud Hashem is because the word Echod, or Yichud, is referring to unity, has really two definitions. Unity, the unity of God can mean the quality or the state of not being multiple. The oneness of God is quality of being one. There's <coughs> one God, not two. Yichud could also mean the quality or unity could mean the quality or state of being made one, unification. So, Hashem Echon could mean he's one, he's not multiple, and it could also mean he's unified. The first definition of Echon, oneness, he's not multiple, is what Hashem Echon means according to the Chachmei Torah, that, as we said, were. Uh, embraced philosophical reasoning and philosophical ways of thinking. Hashem Echad means God is not multiple or He's not composite. 
The second idea of Echad, meaning Hashem is unified, which sounds like a very strange thing to say, and we'll explain it. This idea is Mephorsim, is very common by all the Mekubalim. The Mekubalim talk about, Mekubalim talk about Hashem Echad as Hashem is unified. We're going to talk about what that means. Tonight we're going to talk about it a little bit from Abba Kodesh. We'll go through the Ramchal, who built a whole system of understanding the history, history of the world, based on this idea. We're going to get to a mystical kavana that the Nefesh Chaim says you can only, you can only briefly consider, but you can't even contemplate deeply. And um, we'll try to make this clear. <clears throat> and we'll try to understand what, what this means, Lemaisa. What does it mean to consider the unity of God and why it's so important? So let's begin this discussion with the Avedisakhaidish. Before we get to what it means, I want to just tell you some things Avedisakhaidish says about Yichud, about how important it is. Yichud says Avedisakhaidish. Yichud is the Iker HaTayra. It's the main thing in the whole Torah. And it's the Shoresh of Amuna. Tachlis of the person reaches to there and everything ends at Yichud. It's the Kavona Torah Kula. And understanding it is having knowledge of Hashem. Wow. Okay? Ikra Torah. In the Hagdama he says, when we do the Ratzin of Hashem, we're Meyachid, his name, and we bring the Koiches of Hashem together. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit. And connect them with the Yichud, Echad Adein Seif. And that makes all the Olamis, Miyuchadim La Echad, and testify the Adein Yet, the Adein Yachid Ubayri Echad. By the Shechina dwelling in this world, everything gets unified. The Alyonim and the Tachtonim get unified. So, the Tachlis of the Torah, he says further in Chayla Gimel, Perech of Gimel, the Tachlis of the Torah is to get the Ratzin from Hashem. Which is Yichud. Yichud says the Abed Zakhaydish is Tzarech Gavayin. If you remember, one of the first Shurim we spoke about the Tachlis Habriya, according to the Abed Zakhaydish, and we spoke about this famous expression, Avoida Tzarech Gavaya, and now we learn that, like Avoida Tzarech Gavaya, says the Abed Zakhaydish, Yichud Tzarech Gavaya. So this unification that we achieve, that we achieve by being Isaac. And being this unification is Tzarekavai. So what is this? What is this unification? So first let's talk about a contrast. The Avodah Zakhaydish comments on the difference between his Yichud and the Yichud of the Rambam. And this is in Chile Gimel, Ches in Avodah He talks about the Rambam's opinion about Negative theology. This was something we discussed a few shirim back. The Rambam's opinion is that we cannot attribute any positive attributes, any toarim chayuvim. Toarim means attributes. This is a major term in in the Sifrei Hashkafa. Toarim. The Rambam holds we cannot attribute any positive attributes to God, and that's because any attribute. If you look at it as a positive thing, 
It's a positive quality. Any attribute is something super added to the thing that bears the attribute. So for example, there's me and I have some knowledge. That knowledge is something separate than, than separate to myself. God, says the Rambam, is not composite. It's absolutely absolutely one. So he can't have an attribute. He can't have something about him that is super added to him. Additionally, the Rambam says, God is incomparable. God cannot be compared to anything else. Therefore, whatever he has in terms of his knowledge, ability, will, etc., are not something that's a positive thing like our knowledge and our ability and our will. This is the Rabbi's opinion. In short, for more understanding about that, I refer you to the, to the Shir about negative theology. Okay, that's the Rambam, that's the Rambam's opinion, and the Rambam's trying to achieve with that is Yichud, because the Rambam defines Yichud as God being absolutely one and absolutely simple. Says that with in that pairing, the Yichud that the Rav is trying to achieve by negating Shlila Satarim, Shlila, another important word to know, Shlil, is to negate. So the, the the kind of yichud, the purity of yichud Hashem that the Ramam is trying to achieve. Shechoshav harav laharviach b'shlila satorim. Ein zeh ha-yichud shenestavinu alov b'tayra. This is not the yichud about which we're commanded in the Torah. The Ramam missed the target. The Ramam is trying to achieve Hashem Echad. Achieve. I mean to say he's trying to <coughs> help us define and understand Hashem Echad, and he makes Hashem completely Echad, not, in, not even having any attributes. Says the Avodah Sakredesh, that's not the Yichud about which the Torah commands you. Urechoyka ka'avonas ha-Torah mi-ka'avonas ha-Rav, kirechoyk mizrochimarov. The ka'avonas ha-Torah is as far from the ka'avonas of the Rav, that's the Rambam, you know, even the Cholkim on the Rambam, call him the Rav, he's the Rav, he's the Rav, but the Kavonas Atayra is different than the Kavonas Arav. As he's saying that he's as far away from the Kavonas Atayra, from east to west, he calls him the Rav. Kavonas Atayra is a choykum, Kavonas Arav, Kirchoyk Mizrachimarav. And think about it. The reason why it's Kirchoyk Mizrachimarav is very simple. Because in a way, in a way, in a way, and they have to think about this deeply, but in a way, the Rambam's definition of Yichud, which is oneness, is the opposite of the, the other definition of Yichud, which is unification. Because everyone agrees Hashem Echad. The Ram says Hashem Echad means he is completely separate. He's completely separate from anything else that we can understand and define. And the Avodah definition of Hashem Echad is that no, Hashem is unified with certain things that we can relate to. I didn't yet tell you what, and that's what we're getting to, but I just want to bring out this point <coughs> that this is a different, such a fundamentally different kind of yichud. So what is Hashem unified with? Let's go straight into that. What exactly is Hashem unified with? When we talk about the unity of Hashem, the yichud shed nitzavinu b'tayra, what exactly is that yichud? And again, here that what says, that this is something which is known by Kabbalah, known through tradition. It's not something which, you, which philosophy can teach us. And this yichud, which is known in 
in the Kabbalah with tradition is the following. And here I'm just going to tell you a little bit what the Avodah Sekredesh says. Um, but, however, I can't explain it to you. The main doctrine in Kabbalah is the idea of spheres. Spheres. And the Avodah Sekredesh says that Yichud means, unity means, that the spheres are unified with Ein Saif. Ein Saif is a name for Hashem. Um, for Hashem, also called Ilas Ha'ilah, is the cause of all causes, Sibas Hasivais. Ein Saif means infinite, and the Yichud of the spheres in Ein Saif, all the spheres are one with Ein Saif. You shouldn't think that the spheres, what are the spheres, we'll get to that in a moment, what are the spheres, don't think that they're separate from Hashem. No, the Chachma Leonis Ha'amitis teaches us, Yichud Ha'amiti, that the spheres, even though they are, you can think about them on their own, they're not separate from Hashem, they are rather with Hashem, within Hashem, Be'achdus. And that is the Mitzvah Ha'yichud, and the Torah and the Mitzvah revolve around that. To Me'yachid, everything until Ein Saif, that's the Tikkun HaKovet and Tzorich Kavay. That's Mechilik Alf Perch So what he's saying is that the spheres, and what are the spheres? For now, the only thing I can tell you is, because I don't understand it, and nor am I inclined to discuss this, this is out of our depth and out of my league. The spheres are the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, His attributes and His Midas. And, and these attributes, according to the Mekobalim, are united with each other. The names of God, His attributes, His Midas, are united with each other, and they're united with Hashem. And here's a, a phrase that um, the Mekobalim use a lot, and it comes from Sefer Yetzirah, that the ten spheres are Keshal Heves, Hakshura B'Gachalas, just like a flame and a coal. The flame and the coal are not two different things, even though you could think about the flame distinctly from the coal, but it's really one with the coal. So to unlike what the Ramam says, the Ramam insists that if Hashem has positive attributes, that means he's a composite, and Hashem has to be purely one, so the Kabbalah insists that no, he can somehow, and this is the mystery which I, I don't know and I will not talk about, but that he can have these Midas, Tarim, Shemis, um, which we can talk about and, and think about, like I said, you think about them separately, you can think about unique Midas of Hashem, you can think about this Midah of Gedula and this Midah of Gevura, you can think about those uniquely, and at the same time, it's really all one, um, it's really all united. Okay, so if I'm not going to talk about that, and we can't understand it, well, what does it mean for us? And listen, here we have the Avodah Kodesh telling us that this is what the whole Torah is about. The whole Torah is about this. Not only is the whole Torah about this, but this is what Shema is about. This is what Shema is about. And by the way, the Avodah Kodesh there in Chilakim Perek Samachtes says the word Shema means to gather and to connect things. The Pesach says, Vayishama Sha'ol. Sha'ol gathered to people to, for war against Amalek. So Shema means to gather, to put everything together and unite everything. And this is what the whole Torah is about. And this is the Tzorach Kavaya, to create a unity, to affect a unity, to focus on unity and to affect a unity. Now, this is such an abstract thing and we can't even understand it and I can't even explain what the spheres are. So what can we do with this? What does this mean for us? That's what I'd like to focus on, not what this does not mean for us. Because even though it's so abstract, so obscure and, and, and very deep, there are things about it that are quite relatable. But first, I want to just say one point, which um, in the previous year, when we spoke of the negative theology, I wanted to get to this, but we never really got to this. The, um, <clears throat> the Rambam says that Hashem cannot have attributes because there is no comparison between us and Hashem. 
And if he has attributes, then they'd be, um, he'd be composite. He wouldn't be truly one. So I want to tell you what the Ar Hashem, the, actually the Avodah Sakadish, quotes the Sefer, um, the Ar Hashem, which is from Abchaste Kreskas, very interesting Sefer. We argue a lot on the Rambam. I am not, unfortunately, not expert in that Sefer. But uh, it is on my it is on my list. It's Hashem. Hopefully I'll get there one day. But the Ar Hashem says the following. So a lot of things in Mechaste Kreskas we argue in the Rambam. Just a, a, um, a little brief biography. Who was Mechaste Kreskas? He was Nifter in the beginning of the 15th century. He was a Talmud of the Ran. Talmud of the Ran and uh, a teacher, a rebbe of, of the Rivash. So that um, could place you, could place him, give you a sense where he fits in. One of his Talmud was Abir Yosef Albo, um, the author of the Sefer Ha'ikrim. Anyways, perhaps another time. We'll have more to say on Uchaz Kreskas. But he says the following. He says that God's attributes are infinite. And all his attributes, all his attributes are included in his infinity. I don't know if that's the right word. Infiniteness, I think is the right way to say it. All of his infinite attributes are included in his Ein Seif, in his infiniteness. And therefore, says the Plastic Kreskas, it's incorrect with the Rambam insists that, that God cannot have attributes like we do. God cannot have wisdom the same way. We can't talk about God's wisdom because then he's like us because we have wisdom, says the Says the Uchaste Kreskas, the matter of God's wisdom being infinite while our wisdom being finite is not a matter of degree such that there's a comparison between God and us. There is no comparison between the infinite and the finite. And the infinite wisdom and infinite knowledge can be one with, with the infinite God and therefore it doesn't introduce some um, composition into God. This I can't say I understand that fully that point, but I just want to give you a sense, of, a philosophical sense of understanding this um, idea that positive attributes, A, don't com have no compare to our attributes, despite them being the same, of the same um, topics, for example, right? God has, has ability and we have ability. God has knowledge, we have knowledge. God has will and we have will, but his is infinite and ours is finite. And that, says Abacastikas, makes all the difference, such that it is correct to say, I'll meet to Damian El, there's no compare to God, even though he does have these same, same attributes that we do. And that they are not, they don't introduce a composition to God. They are infinite, like his infiniteness. Okay? And this is something that Abhaz Kreskas, I'm sorry, David Zakhoidish, Umeir Megabai, the great Mikubalim, quotes the Ar Hashem to explain uh, the idea of, of the spheres and the attributes, the positive attributes of God being part, unified with God. Again, Abhaz Kreskas is actually the one who. Quotes the Ksefi Yitzira, Kishal Heves, like a flame that's connected to a coal and and doesn't, <clears throat> is not something separate from the coal, so too Hashem's positive Torim Chiyuvim. So, okay, and so far we learned what the Avedis HaKadosh and the Adam HaKabalm hold that the Sviris, Hashem's names, his attributes, his Midas, are unified, and that's what Hashem Echel means. They're all unified in Him. Shema means to bring together. By the way, that doesn't mean that He doesn't admit that Shema means to hear. So, Drosha on Shema, that Shema is also a, a bringing together of the various koiches, the forces, and this is what the whole Torah is about, and this is what the whole Avoid is about. Now, 
Why is this what the whole Torah is about? Why is this what the whole Avoid is about? Why do these abstruse philosophical matters have any relevance to us in our daily life? I want to bring two ways to, that, that this becomes real. One way that it's, it's really very much part of understanding everything that happens to us. <clears throat> and one way that's much more of a, a mystical Kavana or Chaim we'll get to that at the end. But these are both the, both the same aside. They both follow from the idea that Hashem is unified. That all the Kaychas, all the Kaychas, all the Midas to Arm, Shemus, are all part, so to speak. Well, okay? They're all unified within Hashem Echad. It's all one thing. So. I want to first talk about what the Ramchal did with this. What the Ramchal did, an amazing thing, with this whole idea of, of Yichud, of unity, the Ramchal uses this to explain the whole history. He uses this to give us a whole um, understanding of, of, of history, of what's happening, a philosophy of history, of what's supposed to be happening through the 6,000 years, the Shit al-Fashnin, of, of the development of the world. Um, and that's specifically dealt with in the Sefer Das Tvunas. Before we get to the Das Tvunas, I'm going to tell you what he says about Shema, also very much related, but in Das Tvunas he focuses much more on the history. But in the Sefer of Derech Hashem, we're going to start with the Derech Hashem, what the, um, what the idea of Shema is. So in the Sefer Derech Hashem, <coughs> he says, Hashem is the source and the only Siba for everything. So right away, right away, we're not talking about Hashem Himself when we talk about Him being one. We're talking about the fact that He's the one source, the one cause for everything. And the Derech Hashem continues and goes through three aspects of this. Firstly, He talks about the Bechinas Hametzius, the existence of everything. Everything that exists depends on God's will, as opposed to His own existence, which is independent. Every other thing that exists only has existence because Hashem wants them and is mekayim them. So in that sense, Hashem is Echod. He is the only thing and everything else depends on His will. So not just that He's the only true God, but also that everything else is dependent on Him. Okay, There's a hint over there, which he's going to develop further, that there's a certain unity to reality because He's the true existence and everything else is dependent on that. Next beginner, the next beginner is action. That even though everything else, every even though God gave the ability to creations to act, to have some control, they truly don't have any power except for what God Himself, who is the real power, gave to them. Okay. Next, another idea. In the world, there's a lot of evil that's misgalgil v'seiviv, happening through history. People make evil choices. Um, things are decreed on people, which would seem to be the opposite of God's will. But really, everything that happens is a sibuv mesibo yisipadech oimek. Everything is getting lenekudas hashlomas habria uba mistaimim. Everything is reaching to a certain point, which is a perfection of creation, and that's where everything ends. And eventually, we'll see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is menaheg es akol beemes, and only His eitzah is the one that lasts. That lasts. That's the only thing that, that's going to be permanent. Which is what? What is the whole plan? For God's goodness 
and perfection to reach these creations. That's the purpose of everything. And after all the Gilgula, meaning after everything happens and one thing leading to another and all the complicated things of history, it's going to be clear that Hashem is Echad, Yochad, Yuchad, and everything that happened is coming to the true Tachlis, which is the true Taif. And the true Taif, remember, is Hashem's Taif. That's something we discussed another time. And that's very important. We'll get to that. The Shurish of all Ra being bottled, the way all Ra disappears, this is another Nukuda that he adds, the way all evil disappears, is by Hashem's Yichud being revealed. So, the, the unity of God, the way, the fact that God is the only power, that revelation itself is going to banish all evil. That's what the Pasuk says in Hazinu, after the end of the Song of Hazinu, which describes the fact that there's going to be a whole process, a historical process. It ends, which means simply, the historical process, things happening and ideas being put forward and powers attempting to, to, to put forth their own isms, their own ideas, and failing uh, one after the other, that's a demonstration of the fact that Hashem is Echo. That's the simplest, one simple understanding. All the evil things that attempt to, to assert their, their power and their ability to explain and to work in this world, the fact that they don't work, when they don't work out, one after another, that's another demonstration of Hashem's unity. So evil not, not succeeding eventually leads to the, to the demonstration of Yichud Hashem, that everything depends on Hashem. And nothing that's not Hashem-like, nothing that's not part of his toiv and his shleimus, can actually last. That's what the Pasuk is referred to when it says, We spoke about this Pasuk. Rashi, you remember, and Chazal used that Pasuk to tell us what Shema means. Hashem Alekinu Hashem Echad means Hashem is currently our God, but eventually he's going to be Hashem Echad, he's going to be the only God for the whole world. Now he's only our God, and there are other gods that other nations worship. Hashem Echad, Bayoimahu. Hashem Echod, Echad. However, continues Don Chalander, Hashem, Yisrael, we who got the Torah, we know this truth and we testify to this truth even today. As the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Atem Edai. We are the witnesses. So, again, so the idea is that Hashem is the only source of reality, of existence. Hashem is the only source of power. And, and the whole Hanhaga, the whole everything that happens in this world, is leading to one tachlis. The one tachlis is, as Amchal continues, the Der Hashem, and it's worth learning that, worth learning Der Hashem B'chlav. But that paragraph by Krishna is amazing. He says, the true tachlis of the Bria is to get of God's perfection, His only perfection, and by us testifying to the Yichud, and connecting, by us connecting everything to God, or being toila everything to God, by us doing that, by us declaring Hashem Echad and recognizing that everything depends on God, um, and He's truly Echad, He will be Nidrash Lanu, and He will be available for the Bria to be Mishtalem, and everything will be Niskan, everything, all Mitzias will be Niskan, will be connected to Mitzias, so Amiti Hasharashi. He is the true and root Mitzias. So what we see in Ramchal here is like this. What we see in Ramchal is that he's starting with the concept of Hashem being one, but he's relating that to creation. He's saying Hashem is one. And everything else depends on Him for His existence. Hashem is only power, and everything else depends on Hashem for His, for its power. Hashem is one, and everything is tending towards this tachlis of being mishtalim in the shleimus of Hashem. So, well, we're not saying that everything is unified with God. 
Okay? But we're saying that God is the only force and therefore everything else is rooted. And his lotion is everything is niskan by connecting it to its mitzias ha'amiti ha'sharshi. Think about that. Niskanim kala, all mitzias is niskan through the true and root mitzias, which is God. Okay, that's in short what he says in that Hashem. In Das Tvunis, in Simon Lamed Dalid, and further Lamed Hay and Lamed Vav, he talks about that the upshot of all the Mesibis, of all the things that, the, that happen throughout history, is absolute Yichod. And that's what we testify every, say, every day when we say Shema Yisrael. And the Menucha, when does all history come to rest? The Giloi, the Emes, Hazois, the Giloi of this truth. Everything depends on the, on the Shlemus of God's Yichod being revealed. Yichod and the Pshitas, God's simple unity, this is from Kloli Maimar Chachma, is the root of all Hashpais. And everything that happens is a revelation of this truth. So here we have this idea that God's unity is not merely a philosophical fact, but it's actually the main fact necessary to explain everything that's happening. Because every, the whole history of the world, everything that happens in the world, is a revelation of this truth. Amazing thing. Amazing thing. So, you know, we spoke about the Mizrahi asks on Rashi. Rashi says, Hashem Hashem Echod means eventually Hashem will be recognized as one. So the Mizrahi says, well, why, does that, why is that so important to be considered Kabbalah's Malchusay? Why is the declaration that eventually everyone's going to recognize Hashem? Why is that Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim? Why is that the significant, the, the Parsha of Shema, which is the basis of our Avaida? But the Ramchal supplies an amazing answer. Because with Ramchal, according to Ramchal, it, when we testify, when we have, say, Eidos, when we say Eidos, that um, eventually Hashem is going to be recognized as one, we're not just happen, commenting on something which we're privy to some inside information about the future of the world. Really, according to the Sefer, that's Tunis and that Hashem, what we're saying, we're saying something, something essential to the whole of history. We're, we're defining what history is and what's happening in the world today. What's happening is Hashem Hashem This is the main definition of the whole world. And we are the Adim. We are the witnesses to this big secret because we were given this advance notice to understand not just what will be, but what, what the whole of reality is about. So if we declare that everything that's happening is the process of Hashem Hashem there's no greater Kabbalah's Machusei. Because they're saying, now we understand the world, and now we understand where we fit into it and what we should be doing. Or at least, now we can start understanding that and thinking about that. Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad is not a prediction that eventually Hashem will be realized. It's rather a comment on what everything that's happening, even today, is really all about. An amazing thing. You know, in Shema, there's the Ayin, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad. The Ayin and the Dalet are, are big. And as the Ramchal says, we're saying, Eidos, Atem Eidayin. What is an Eid? What's a witness? A witness is someone who knows something that other people don't know, right? Because you see something, but the other person didn't see it. Well, you could testify. So that's the amazing thing. Shema Yisrael, we, Yisrael, Atem Eida, we are the witnesses. That means we have information that nobody knows yet. They're going to learn it. Historians, after the Shizal Fishnin, will look back, we'll finally understand what was happening. We have um, this advanced information that's unknown to the world, and we are witnesses to that. But the says that Atem Eidai, he's talking about this, this mystical kavana of Hashem being unified in his mitis. And I'll, I'll just get back to it in a minute, how that leads into Ramchal. But he says, Ayin Dalad means Hashem is a witness about our kavana. And make sure you're having the right kavana, the true kavana, because Hashem is a witness to your kavana. 
So, so what does this mean? What is, how does this connect back to the mystical kavana? So my point was to say like this. I, I, I can't explain to you exactly what the unity of the spirits, the unity of Hashem's midas are in God. But as you can see from the Ramchal, when once we talk about unity of God, it follows that there's a certain unity in all of reality. A certain unity. Now, what this does not mean, let me tell you what it doesn't mean, okay? I do not mean to say, I do not mean to say, that the whole world is unified with God. Not saying that everything is God. That's a, a different story of the Gamri. There's, um, Hasidus have to do with, has to do with that. Um, hopefully one day I'll, I'll understand what Hasidus is about and we could talk about that. But just to give you, you know, to say that everything is actually God, that, that was the, one of the letters that the Gura wrote. He says, they say, and Atamachayas Kulam to say that this God, God is in everything. We're not saying anything like that, but we're saying that the unity, which the, this mystical unity that the Avodah talks about, which is within God, a mystical unity within God, carries over to to give us a certain unity in the world. And I want to read to you a lashon from the from the Ramchal. He says the Yichud Klali Be'emes. The, the general yichud in truth, even those things that are separate from Hashem, that are not part of Hashem, the misyachid by cleaving to their roots. What that means is that when we talk about unity within God, so when we talk about Hashem's chesed, Hashem's gedulah and all his midas and attributes being unified within Him, what follows from that, whatever that means, without getting into that, the mystical in kavana. What follows from that is that all of his actions that are rooted in his attributes and rooted in his midas also have this unity because they are rooted, they are nidbak b'sharsham and they achieve then a certain unity. A kavana of Shema, this is from the Sefer Telas Yaakov, which is also from the same Mechabra Zavid Sakhoidesh, or Meyem Begabai, in the Sefer Telas Yaakov he says Shema means shame, Ayin. Ayin because there are 70 sorim. Those are the 70 uh, malachim, which are, which are, each of the nations has a sar, and they are all united, they are all connected to the shame. They are all misyachid in the shame, and therefore we achieve a, a general yichud. Everything, everything is mishtatif, as we saw in the, in the Derech Hashem. Everything combines, joins, in Hashem's Shlemus. In Hashem's Shlemus. By being rooted in the Shlemus. Not again. Not that. Everything becomes God. No, no. Chasajon. But there is a Yichud because everything is Dovik. Everything is connected to the Shemesh. So then the belief of Hashem Echad is very much related to what we read today. The, the understanding, the belief that everything in creation is Toiv. Everything fits into a divine plan, and everything in that sense is unified, and everything is part of Hashem's shleimos to the extent that it can take part. That's that's all. That's what follows from Hashem Echad. Okay, that's the first. Um, that's the first kavana that I wanted to bring out. That when we talk about unity, when we talk about unity of Hashem. Talk about unity of Hashem. As opposed to the oneness of Hashem, we talk about Hashem's unity. What follows from that is a unity in in this world, and understanding that everything that happens and everything that will happen 
It has one tachlis and has one root, starting with Hashem's oneness, which gives rise to all these things that are there, to, according to Ramchal, to demonstrate Hashem's oneness. And everything is going to come back to His oneness. And therefore there is a, uh, a oneness in all of reality, in all of history, rooted in this oneness, which is in Hashem and His various Torim and Midois. Okay. And that's why I told you there's going to be two, two things we can take out from this mystical kavana. The next one is itself another mystical kavana, but something that we can somewhat understand. And this is in the, um, the Nefesh HaChaim. Nefesh HaChaim in Shagimel talks about, <laughs> he says the following. He says that even though there are, this creation, this Hashem created things besides for himself. Despite that, says Rebbeim Veloshin, even today, after Hashem created everything through His will, He fills all the elamis and places and creations with absolute equality, equality and actus poshet. There is nothing but for God. Okay, there is nothing but for God. Literally, nothing but for God. However, before you Please don't um, stop listening now because you have to hear this. He says, We're not capable, nor are we allowed to think about this awesome matter, to know and understand how is it that Hashem Yochid fills everything and every place. We can't even think about this. And he brings a safe tzir about that. Be careful not to let your mind go there. We're not able to think about the mahus in how it is and what it is. So we have to be very careful. So we're talking about something. He says, even though there's this world that we are familiar with, but in fact, in truth, in truth, um, there's nothing but for God. What does that mean? So he says, Mitzad Hashem. From his, I can't say perspective, but that's the idea. From his mitzvah Hashem, there's nothing else even after you created it. It's, everything that exists is only mitzidenu. What that means, I'll try to give you a sense of that in a second. And he says further, he says, this is part of the yichud. This is also included in the yichud of Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad. To have in mind that Hashem is a lekenu, source of everything. And even though he created all these other realities and forces and worlds and creations, because everything that's created is not He fills everything. He's still called Havaya, meaning, I think he means existing. And he's still called one, the only. He's the only thing that exists. From his perspective, he's the only thing that exists. It's only from our perspective that other things exist. The Havchan of the of the Rebbeim Velozhin, the mystical thing which it became famous, Mitzidayim Mitzidenu, Mitzad Hashem, nothing else exists. Mitzad Hashem, but he says you can't really think about this, you can't try to understand this, and um, that's why we follow Shema with Baruch Shem immediately to to say we talk about his Malchus. We're not going to go into that, but the point is that this is not something you could think about. It's not something you could live with. If you start living with this, say, well, everything and God fills everything, then it leads to terrible things. But I want to just give you a little, bit, a little bit of a sense of what this might mean. Again, by the way, when we say God, <laughs> God doesn't fill everything. Everything is not God. That would be 
That's like the grosses. We're not saying that. What what Rambam Velozhna says, says is that all changes are are mitzideno, and not and not um, mitzad God. There is nothing else. Meaning, and I want to give you a sense of what that might mean. Just a way of thinking about that. Um, you know, we think a lot about computers today and and consciousness. So imagine someone makes a computer program, and within the computer program, the computer program becomes becomes self-aware. So, so it has consciousness. So would you say that there's, um, but it's really only a program, right? It's really only a program. So where's the existence? So from the perspective of, of what the program is about, okay, I mean, if you're a little familiar with computers, not that I'm so familiar, but if, if you, whatever the program is programming has a sense of existing and thinks that it actually exists, but really it's only a program. So from the perspective of the program, the zeros and ones. There's nothing else besides for that. There really, is nothing else. The only, the only, only from the perspective of what this program generates is there some other mitzvahs. That might just be a way of, of these days. Perhaps we could think a little bit more about. Not, not saying we're allowed to think about it, but we could. We these days we have a way of, of, interpreting or relating to this, idea that our private logic says that mitzad Hashem, nothing else exists. Only mitzideinu. So I want to give a, a, a summary of what we discussed tonight. So everything starts with um, Hashem being unified. There's just, well, not Hashem being unified. The world starts before Hashem did anything. There's just Hashem, absolute one. Then you have Hashem's attributes and his midas, and that gives rise to everything else. So the Chiddush over here is that everything else that, that, that comes, everything else that comes because of Hashem's midas, are ultimately derived from Hashem's unity. Because these other things about Hashem, the fact that He can do things and that He wants things and, he, and that He knows things and is mashkiach, etc., etc., is not a period within Him. And therefore, because of that, similarly, what all those things give rise to are not are unified. And in fact, like the Ramchal says, the purpose of everything is to reveal His, his, um, his unity, His very unity. So there's a certain unity then, there's a certain unity in all of reality. Again, not that everything is God. All changes, that was one idea, and then there was a prime illusion that everything, everything that we could see besides for the absolute God is only exists from our perspective, not from his perspective. And to end this year, and to end the discussion of Shema, I want to share with you something I heard from an Adam Gadol who told me that when he says Hashem Echad, he has four Kavanas. Okay? Four Kavanas are Hashem is one and not two. And that's what we learned from Rashi. Hashem Echad, Hashem will eventually be, meaning there's no two gods, Hashem will eventually be the only God. Second kavana is that Hashem Echad is not composite, and this is what the Rambam says in the Sefer Torah that um, in Parak Aleph Halacha um, Zayin and Ches. Um, <clears throat> you know what? We won't go into that now. Ayin Sham. He says. This God is only one. It's only one thing. He only has within him one thing and not, not composition. Also, said the Alam Gadol, he has in mind Hashem Echad as an Hashem is unique. Echad is unique. And this is something you'll find in the Hashem and the Chavis Levavas, I think, that um, in order for Hashem to truly be one, he has to be unique. Because if he's not, then he's like, then there's something about him that he shares something else. And the fourth kavan is the mystical kavan that nothing else but for Hashem truly exists. And remember, Chaim Lajah says this is just something you could know, but don't think about 
Um, this other Megillah told me that the first three Taichas he believes are on the Iker Hadin. Again, Hashem is one. There's no two gods. Hashem Echad is not composite. That's the Ramam Taichas Hashem Echad in Ayn and Chassidatar Parak Aleph. And Hashem Echad Hashem is unique. That the, that there's nothing else like him. Those three, he says, he thinks are Meikra Adin, and then there's the fourth Kavana, this mystical Kavana, which is certainly not Ma'ak of Meikra Adin, but there it is. That's all for Shema for now, and I hope next week to move on to Ve'ahavto, I would like to talk about what Avas Hashem means in the various Mishayim. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you and good night.